With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Hello. Here we go. It's the Combine Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copyright Podcast. It's Micken, it's Christian once again to, yeah, dissect the shit that was uh, Brentford 3, Liverpool 1. Um, yeah, Christian, how's it, how's it going? <laughs> uh, it, it could have been better, I guess, uh, but uh, it's, it's not... It's it's not like I'm depressed. I'm just a little bit empty. <laughs> like you know, everything's like a black hole at the moment. We we were talking, you know, ahead of the game that we had the chance to uh, minor the gap, uh, you know, top four spots and all that, and you know, take advantage of the other teams losing points before us. Uh, and then obviously we couldn't do the job, and we were expecting us to do the job without saying, you know, Brentford is uh, a bad team because they're not. They've been really, really good, especially against the top six teams, if you like to call them that. Um, so, you know, all credit to them for what they actually performed. Uh, and our performance was not bad to start with, but it turned out to be worse and worse, I guess. Uh, second half was a little bit better, but, um, you know, in terms of a whole game uh it was pretty shit <laughs> yeah it was i think like when you look back at like the the city game villa game leicester game we got well obviously we got through the the villa and leicester game but there was still signs like villa had a lot of chances if they would have scored it would have been a different story leicester obviously went one nil up early and we got two home goals by the the clinical wout fies um, to get two on the two for us, and I suppose the signs were there, but you still thought that there was good. There was good signs in both of the the games that we played, and there was, like you said, there was good signs in the first twenty minutes of this game where it looked like we had. They were obviously pent back, ten men behind the ball, waiting for us to misplace a pass or waiting for an interception to strike forward in the same way Leicester were doing. Because that's you play that way against Liverpool, you're going to have loads of joy. I think people have. Teams have always done it, but we've always, in the past, had better teams that can able able to, I suppose, strangle the <laughs> counter attacks before they get too far down the field or close down players, make it make an interception, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I just think at this point in time, uh, I suppose the longer I always think the longer the game goes on for us, the more slower we get. I just feel like the first twenty minutes we looked okay. We had the, the chance that. 
I think everyone's now highlighting is the Nunes one because it was before the first goal for them. Great ball. Nunes goes around the keeper, does everything right. It's a great run, a great ball by by Mo. And yeah, Ben Mee just fucking runs back on the line and, and clears it off. And people are saying he should have scored. And yeah, he should have, but you've just got to be like, well, fucking hell. Like, it's a, it's a great clearance by by Ben Mee. But if that goes in, it's a, it's a different story. I think they'd still, they still would have scored at some point, I think, just from the way that we've been playing. But I think if that goes in, like it's just a it's a different story, isn't it? And I think like we're going to talk about Nunes' second second um, chance in the second half where it got disallowed and stuff just after the break, but it's just not going in for him at the minute, is it? Unfortunately, no, it's not. And you know, like you say, he did a great run, a uh, great chance, and obviously Ben Mee is in the perfectly right position to just block it, and you know. I, I don't know if people say he should have scored that. He just actually do everything right and he's just there to put it in. And then he's just popping up there, Ben Me with, you know, his you know, fighting spirit, I would say, just to make sure that he's, he gets there. And, you know, I, I don't think Darby could have, you know, stopped and, you know, had a look and, and wait. He just, you know, go for go for the finish there. A, a, any striker would have gone, you know, gone for the finish there. So that's not a problem for me. It's just, you know, uh, I'm, he's just unlucky that he doesn't score and that, you know, we were still waiting for him to start scoring again after <laughs> after all the chances created. Uh, but it's just the way it is for the team now. Like we, like you said, if we if he would have scored, it would have been maybe a different story. Even if they would have scored, I think it would have put another, you know, psychological part on them, obviously, because we would have taken the lead um, away and we could have controlled the game a little bit from that lead if that would have been the case. Uh, now it didn't happen and instead obviously we like you said we were good in the first 20 minutes but instead uh, uh, they scored uh, and it was an own goal uh, from us so obviously that chance that we had didn't score and they go and score instead that puts everything in a in a totally different situation for us. Yeah, and just on Nunes, like there's a, there's a stack going around on on our favorite platform Twitter about about Nunes, and he's it's uh, Darwin Nunes has missed 15 of 19 big chances this season. Um, yeah, the most in the in the Premier League, which is, I mean, you can look at that two ways though. You can look at that as he needs to do better in front of goal. Granted, we all know that's the case. He needs to be better in front of goal, but you've also got to look at it that. He's getting into those positions mainly because he's so such a threat, and he's he's um, he's getting into positions. He's making the runs constantly, running constantly, closing down. Gets creates those big chances mostly on his own because he's 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 doing a lot of the leg work. He's running, closing the keeper down, closing the defenders down, etc. So, I mean, it's not a good start. And obviously, the big channels on a. Um, Social media using it, the usuals like fucking sport bible and whatever, like just to use it as a bat to beat Darwin Nunes with. But I think in terms of what he's been providing for us, the fact that could have scored two on a, a different night if he times has run a bit better for the one in the second half and gets a bit of luck with the first one. Like I think the Leicester game needed, like we said on the preview for Brentford, like if the if that hits the post and goes in, just clips it, goes in, you then get a, maybe a slightly better, more focused in front of goal, Nunes for the Brentford game. 
that chance then may be uh, one where he hits it a bit better. It goes in the corner where Ben Mee can't get it. Or he gets a bit of luck and it comes off his Ben Mee's leg and goes in. Like, just little things like that where we all know footy's like very far margins. And, yeah, it's just frustrating the way um, that all panned out. And like you said, the first goal was... I just thought straight away that that's because we got two own goals against Leicester. The fucking football gods are like, well, we've got to give them one back now. We've got to give the <laughs> rest of the league one back. Yeah. And it's just a shame for Canate because we all want them to be in, back in for this one with the what we knew Brentford were going to do. Pace on the counter, a lot of pace in Buemo and, and, and Visso. Even without Ivan Tony, the pace on the counter is 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 pretty terrifying, even for any team in the world. And it's no, like you said, it's no. It's no shock that they've gone and beat like Man City away from home and, and beat West Ham and beat some big teams and the and the and they're on level points with us in the in the league with a we've got a game in hand, obviously. But shame for Canate to start the game like that, wasn't it? Um uh, but it was one of those like when it went in, I was like, right, we've been in this position loads, we can still get back in it. And yeah, twenty minutes in and then it's only like twenty minutes later, like we were discussing before we started recording, like Vissa. Gets one disallowed off another set off another set piece, uh, only because he goes off the field of play. At first, I was thinking, in real time, I was like, I can't see what they've given it there. Obviously, when you watch the replays, he's off the field and comes back on and scores. But for me, and like we said before we started recording, straight away after that, because obviously it took about a minute or two to discuss on VAR to, to check it and stuff, they just get it again, and we're just fucking sleeping. They whip it in, and he and it's a great header. Ali nearly gets it. It's a nearly an amazing save by Allison, but just not switched on, man. Just like it's really. I mean, and we keep saying this about like the midfield, and I can remember like when we did the post match for Man United, and we were talking about like lack of energy, lack of leadership, lack of legs in midfield, closing down to half a second late, just a load of like really big negatives, like, and you're just trying to figure out what Liverpool can do, but. You're always just thinking the next game will be the one, the next game will be the one. And we've just unfortunately doing like I think Robbo mentioned it in post match, like one step forward and two back, like getting the results, playing okay. And then obviously you come up against a good side in Brentford who caused a lot of teams big problems and we just paid the price for being sloppy, really. I think missing Henderson, missing Milner, I think those two is is key, I think, just as a just as a leadership type thing. Like we didn't Robbo was on the bench, so Van Dyke was captain, gets pulled at half time. So in terms of leaders, I don't think there was there wasn't anyone leading us in that first half. I felt like anyway. But in addition to all the other shit I've just mentioned where we're not closing down, we're not quick enough passing. It was only when we got the the the, the goal, Oxide Chamberlain, where we started to turn the screw a little bit and uh, yeah, to trying to make stuff happen. Otherwise, we just kind of revert to type where we just keep passing it around the back and pl- play it to Trent, Trent to Robbo, crosses into the box. Like, apart from the crosses into the box, it was only until Naby Keita came on the field that he actually, to be fair to him, started to pick the ball up, play one-twos into someone on the edge of the box, look for a one-two and then try and play it onto someone else. And that was, that was we were having joy through that, but... But just so one-dimensional, I think, in a lot of ways. And I think that's something that I think a serious conversation needs to be had about whether we need to make a few more deals in the transfer market. Like, and there's another, like, what, 28 days left. So we've got technically four weeks today to to get some stuff done, whether we do or not. But I don't know. I'll stop rambling now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but I <clears throat> I agree with you on everything that you're saying. There's nothing, you know, in in my opinion that thinks otherwise. Uh, you know, I, I think we lack, and we and we we have lacked this the whole season, like aggressiveness and energy and you know intensity, like we've been talking about before. It's like a collective problem. It's not only parts, like you know, people mention the midfield on Twitter and everywhere, really. And yes, it's quite obvious that we need new players in midfield because they are getting a little bit too old and they are maybe too static and all that kind of stuff. We need younger legs in there, but it's something that is all over the pitch. It's actually the defensive line as well at you know quite many times this season uh we praised trent for his performance against leicester because he was defending really well and he was you know uh putting balls in he was the trent that we used to see you know in the previous seasons when he's been really 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 good and one of the best in the world and we could see that back against leicester but then you know uh last night i thought you know he was sloppy as well and it's just a feeling that sometimes the, there's no energy. Like it takes time when they run. They don't run hundred percent. I don't know if they are st- like, you know, if they are a bit tired from last season. I know that I had a conversation with someone on Twitter about that because it was a supporter saying he he himself was tired from last season. You know, going for the quadruple and all that kind of stuff. And I started to write that. You know, to be honest, I think the players are still feeling that. Um, you know, not just the physical aspect of it, but actually the mentally uh, aspect, because I just get the feeling they are not, they are not there. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like they go that extra mile to, you know, run and to fight for points. It's, it's just sloppy and tired. You know, they look tired and it looks a little bit like they're giving up, uh, uh, you know, in certain moments of games, not the whole games, but too many uh, times in a game. It looks like, what what are you doing? Why are you not running or fighting or actually, you know, trying to get others to fight with you? Because I think, you know, like you said, it's a lack of leadership as well. I think this is a game where we could have really, really have done with having Henderson on the pitch uh, without saying, you know, uh, his football skills would have turned anything around, but maybe his leadership skills would have. And, you know, someone who's actually shouting and pointing. And I know that some people actually, you know, don't like that he's doing that because sometimes he's 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 to blame himself. But sometimes you just need someone to, you know, who raises the voice and tell people to, you know, fucking start working. Uh, and at the moment, we don't really have that. So I think it's a collective issue that we see, you know, we... we like you said, we come we came away from Leicester and Aston Villa with the points, and we were lucky uh, in some ways. Uh, and it will come back and bite you in the arse when you don't actually start to perform. In and you know, Klopp said that the break, well, World Cup break came for us in a good moment. We had a chance to go to the training pitch with the players that were still. Um, at the club and not playing the World Cup to, you know, work on things. You know, Robertson came out to say that as well, that, you know, they worked on things that didn't work for them in the start of the season. But when we look at the game like last night, without taking anything away from Brentford, because I think they obviously, you know, played their game plan really well. They, you know, played well. They were fighting for each other and they scored the goal. So it's nothing to take, you know, anything away from them. But at the same time, when you hear players and the manager say, we've been working on this on the pitch and we have time to rest and, you know, do all these little adjustments, blah, blah, blah. And then you don't see anything of it for like two, three games. So you, you start to wonder, what did you actually work on? <laughs> That's the thing. But uh, 
at the same time, I'm, I'm you know, I, I trust in Klopp to to turn things around. I trust in the players as well. Football is like this sometimes. You, you won't be at your best for several, several seasons in a row like we have been. There will be times where you have to, you know, go through uh, difficult moments and periods, and it might not be solved overnight. It might take all this season. We not, we might actually need this kind of mid-season, if you like to call it that, where we yeah. ho- hopefully we get the Champions League football, but we might not perform like you know we are used to. And maybe we need it just to wake up and actually go for it the, the next season with hopefully some new players, you know, new things happening and all that. So I'm not sure what's actually wrong, but I, I still trust Klopp obviously to turn it around. But uh. We, we can't we can't have this going on for ages because then it won't be any Champions League football and that will result in probably some transfer uh, difficulties as well. So it's a big issue. We were not good. Um, you know, we could, we could have had um, a better um, moment last night with, like we said, if Nunes would have scored the first goal. So it's this small margin as well, like you mentioned. We didn't score... They scored, and obviously we were very sloppy when they scored a second goal, which is unprofessional in my opinion, which was really, really bad. Like you, you can't do that if you're a professional footballer playing these games. You know, switch off like that. That's that's like criminal <laughs> in in my world. And obviously we we, we hit one back with uh, Oxford Chamberlain of all players that you know had a lot of stick, uh, and you know that recently because he hasn't he haven't really been good for us but now he scored and I thought you know that could have gone uh, and get, given us some more energy to actually go and turn this around or at least uh, uh, get 2-2 goal and draw you know uh, draw the game but uh, instead they scored again so I, I don't know now it's my turn to just stop rambling about this <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I just like on the what you were saying about like a mid-season like type thing I just feel like it might be necessary just for we keep thinking of oh, this is going to be the game where Liverpool spark into life and we see all the signs that we used to have saw. But I just think we're a different team now. I think like Neil Dochen on Twitter put up like a good tweet about like, and we've mentioned it before, like the midfields change. Like we're not, we're not functional in there anymore. Like we used to be, that like, used to be like Wijnaldum and Henderson on the right, like Fabinho, like all the usual fellas. And then Trent and Robbo just bang forward. We'd have Mane, Salah, Firmino, Really, like I keep mentioning the word strangle, but we used to strangle teams. Like even when we'd go one goal behind, we'd just be like, right, let's get, let's just put our foot, um, put our foot down a little bit, and we'll we'll get back into the game. And I just feel like we can't. There's no control anymore. That's the thing. You like, I think I sort of started. I haven't got it on to hand, but I think it was something like we've conceded the most open chances. Um. Oh no, we've 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 conceded the most open chances, and if you add up all the five teams above us in the league, theirs is less than that in terms of how many they've conceded. I just feel like that's massive. Like we're just, I said, control in terms of midfield, control in terms of the high line and stuff. Like that's the way we play and stuff. But you need you need to get the control. You need to be close. Like I said the closing down. If the closing down's on point. And you've got the high line, it all works like a well old machine. Like it works perfectly. But if it's not quite there or someone's not given quite the same energy, and we keep mentioning like all the same words, like control, energy, rhythm, like, yeah, it's all the same stuff we keep mentioning, which is the most frustrating thing. And I think like Man City have kind of probably skewed, I think social media doesn't help, like how 
a team can do because like City have been amazing now for how many for fucking God knows how many years now consecutively consecutively with no bad seasons because they're so good and they can continuously buy more players and if something one doesn't work out they get a they spend a God knows how much on fullbacks if it doesn't work out they get another one they just buy another fifty million pound player and it's like we can't do that I wish we could but uh, we've got to think of different ways to to get around that and and refreshing the squad I think mentioned in the past like maybe refreshing it at certain times when we've been at our peak that's what like if you I mean Alex Ferguson was like the the master of that like just getting to the point where the players just about to go past the peak get as much money as you can for them bring someone else in who's gonna come in and be better than them or or just as good more energy in those certain areas and I feel like maybe we haven't done that at the right time maybe I don't know I, I just feel like when you look at the table like there's 21 games left so we're not even we're not even halfway through yet but we're very close to it uh, yeah. and we're, current, we're currently six points oh no, sorry four points off top of fourth which is Man United they've got a game in hand uh, Spurs are two points ahead of us Newcastle are six points ahead of us City are um, eight points ahead of us, and then you've got Arsenal. We're just like, yeah, just smashing it, like what, fucking fifteen points ahead of us. So, I mean, as bad as the result was, as bad as the performance was, there's still a long time. And like you said, I think if we get top four, top three, if we can, if we can somehow just give Gakpo comes in and I don't know, just gives us a new lease of life in terms of our forward line, because I feel like. We've always been really like I said. We used to play like the, the danger was the fullbacks and the forwards, like Mane, Salah, Firmino, Robertson, Trent. That they were that's that's where we're going to kill you in those areas. I feel like when you've got Ox there, like I said, he scored a goal and a good goal to be fair to him, but he's been anonymous for the most part since he's came back into the side. And I sort of start like Michael Reed put like his, his third consecutive Premier League start since like February 2020. So like. He hasn't played three league, league games in a row for three years. I think that says that says all you need to know about Oxley Chamberlain and his injury problems and stuff. But I feel like just we need someone in there who's gonna give us the energy, but can also just alleviate pressure. Like I think when Ox gets it in the, in areas, he can do bits with it, but he's not gonna pick it up and run at people. Like if Mane was there, he'd pick it up and run with it. Diaz pick up and run with it. Jota the same. Like beat people, make commit defenders. Get into dangerous areas, get it into Nunes or Salah, and we can score. I just feel like we're missing. Obviously, we're missing Nun. We're missing Jota. We're missing Diaz. We're missing Firmino. We didn't have Gakpo last night. Hope we'll have him for Wolves. I just think like if we get someone in that area, it's not going to fix the whole what we're talking about energy in midfield and stuff. But I feel like it does fix like if Gakpo comes in and we get Jota back and that soon, maybe next month, it fixes like the. Them knowing the system, Jota and Diaz especially, they know the system. They know how to close down. They know how to small, um, shorten the spaces in terms of defensive formations and stuff. So I feel like that helps partly in in defending from the front front because it's that's where we're always so far forward. If they counted on us, we need people to be in the right positions to maybe block the ball, block the passing lanes, to stop it getting further forward than it than it does where teams can really hurt us and we've seen that in the Brentford game we've seen it in the the goal against Leicester with Shrewsbury all just running from midfield and just having a little waltz through our defence so yeah I just feel like I just feel like we're taking it in turns yeah like I've had five minutes there you have five minutes before I've had five minutes so. <laughs> 
But there's yeah, a, there's a lot to there's a lot to like just get stuck into, isn't it? Because it's there's not there's no one fix. I think that's the that's the scary thing. There's it's not like right once you, like for example once the house is back it's fixed because I think it fixes it because you've it fixes it partly I should say because you've got someone in there with real quality who, like I said knows the system can score goals assist goals and be take pressure off our defence like just give us the ball for a bit longer and make stuff happen in dangerous areas because I feel like I said before if we don't have those type of players in there we just go we need to pass the Trent because Trent can like the ball in for Oxley chamberlain was fucking amazing like just left foot as well uh, there was another one that was Nunes was offside outside the booth but like he's just he's he's a he's a magician but we can't just rely on Trent to be pinging balls in and like hoping because Brentford were prepared for that last night. They knew they, they were placing a defender just at the start of the um, six-yard box, not far away from it, like just ready, just like stay. You stay there. Trent's going to try and whip the balls in quite often. Just just clear it away, head it away, do whatever you want. Because we know that that's Liverpool's main threat. Yeah. But I feel like when Diaz or Jota are in there or Gakpo, hopefully we've got someone over that side as well who can link with Robbo and just do those one-twos. Because especially yesterday, the uh, Simakas obviously started. Oxley Chamberlain was over there. This, the chemistry with them, them just isn't there. Obviously, because they've not, they don't, they haven't played that many games together. But it was more like a Oxford run with a Simicass would overlap a little bit. Oxford player to him, and then they'd just be kind of stood there, and then they'd go back to Thiago on the left centre midfield, and you're like, then you're going back over to the right, and it's just too predictable. Like we just need someone in there who's going to commit defenders and make stuff happen, and the, the sooner we get those players back, the better. Because I think it wasn't mentioned last night on, on the English commentary, like, we're missing Diaz, we're missing Jota, we're missing Firmino. And, like, it's excuses, yeah, fair enough. But, like, when you're missing, like, three big, big players like that, it's going to affect how you do things. You're playing Oxlade-Chamberlain, left wing. Um, it's not ideal, and I don't think he's... I don't think he warrants to start, and I don't think if he, he would be anywhere near starting if all those lads were fit. So I don't even think he'd get on the pitch if those lads were fit. I don't even think he'd come off the bench, to be honest. I just think maybe we're using this as like a shop window type thing to get him, get him playing, see if someone wants to take a, a bang on him and, and try and loan him or buy him or whatever. So, <coughs> yeah, frustrating. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's the thing as well. Like you say, we got Jota and Diaz out, Fabinho as well. Like it's not, you know, it's not any, you know, bad players. They're really great players. And it's hard if you can't like swap a player like, say, if, if Diaz was playing and you had Jota on the bench or the other way around, you can actually swap quality for quality and, you know, play in different systems as, as well. But you don't have the options now when they are out. And, Hopefully, Gakpo is you know coming in as a bit of fresh air. Uh, you know, when he, if he if he can play um, at the weekend against Wolves in the FA Cup and actually come in and you know give a little bit of a boost, that can actually boost other players as well. That they, you know see someone else coming in with energy and quality and technique and speed and all that. So hopefully that can help as well. But you mentioned uh, <laughs> that's like twenty minutes ago now. <laughs> you, you mentioned. Um, Man um, City, you know, being able to buy player after player after player if they don't succeed, you know, the first one doesn't ex- succeed, they can actually, okay, put him on the bench, go and buy another one. And I don't want to use it as an as an excuse, but it's still a fact. And I think it must be so fucking tiring to be up against that every season when you have to make sure you find the right 
player that actually gives you almost the same quality, if not the same quality, almost the same quality uh, as they have to be able to actually uh, compete with them for a whole season because we know they will go and get like 85, 90, 92, 500 points, something you know, like that every season because they're that good. Um, it must be so hard to go again in your mind every season to know that you have to get it exactly perfectly right when they can actually just, oh, fuck, this, this didn't work you know, put him on the bench, buy another one. Or like now, like, let's go and buy Haaland, even though his transfer fee wasn't that big, his salary and all the bonuses and all the money to his dad and agents or whatever, it was, you know, a package of loads and loads of money. And we can't do that. And I'm fine with that because I don't want to be that club. That's my opinion. That's that's not what I want to be. But it must be really hard to just be up against that when, you know, when that happens. Um, and... To be honest, like Holland, obviously, would probably break records in the Premier League, scoring you know the most goals and all that this season because it looks like it. But to be fair, like I think more like he's bought to actually you know score in the big games like quarter and semi-finals and finals of the Champions League because that's what they want to win and that's where they need someone like a killer in the box and all that. So that's actually why he was bought to actually make sure they go through like they never do. In, you know, in these games, because to be honest, they've been going out uh, and stuff. But I just, you know, in a Liverpool perspective of it, it must be really hard to just, you know, have to compete with that every time. And, you know, like I said, no excuse, but it's something that I think, you know, in the long term will, you know, come back to Klopp and the players to feel like they've done so well for so many seasons competing with them and, you know, losing the league twice with one one point and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think at some point it will actually affect players because they are humans as well, even if they are professionals and, you know, talk to psychologists and all these sports, you know, mentor people or whatever, and they got Klopp as a manager and, you know, they will talk and go through everything. They are still human beings. And, you know, you, you never know when someone's going to hit a, hit some kind of wall where you just feel like you don't have the energy and you can't really say what it is. It's just something. And I feel like the team collectively have that issue at the moment. It feels like, they, they knew they had to go again this season after the last season where we could have won everything. And I just get the feeling that they, they, they're not 100% there because it took too much energy from them last season, as well as for us supporters. You know, some people say they are still tired from last season, like I mentioned. So I think that's something. And it might just be good for us to say, okay, you know, you know what? Uh, this season, just try to, you know, do the best of it. Go through it, try to get the Champions League football, but don't put any pressure. Just make sure we go through the season and we can have a, a proper, like, no pressure season and a little bit of a rest in the summer and try to just, you know, change things come summer, get the right players in. And obviously, we know with Nunez and Konate and uh, Gakpo and these kind of players, and Diaz back, Jota, we still got the young squad in terms of that. And with new, new younger midfielders, it will be a new team hopefully uh so that's uh, that's what i think they are looking at now just try to get the champions league football back for next season and then they obviously you know rotate and change for uh young fresh legs to come in in the midfield because that's the engine but still around us we got robertson trent you know they are not old old we still got Konate and van dyke even if van dyke's a little bit older we need that experience as well and we got gakbo nunez salas a little bit old as well but you know it's a good mix so i'm just thinking you know that's that's our 
what I think they are doing now, just aiming for that. And I'll, I'll be fine with it if they can just go through and actually get the Champions League football. And we can be like, okay, this season was shit in many, you know, situations and moments, but we managed to get the Champions League football. Now we can actually make everything a little bit of, just swap things around and make sure we get the right squad for the coming season and go from there because I think that's just what we need. Yeah, I know. It's just like, you look at the midfield. A lot of questions have been raised about Harvey Elliott. Like, is he, I don't know, people saying, does he need a loan, et cetera, et cetera. Same stuff that they say about Curtis Jones, really. And I think there's a probably a lot of pressure on him because he's like a Liverpool fan and whatever, and he, he wants to do the best for the for the club. But I don't know. I don't care who you are. Like, if you're a young kid coming through and you've got all the talent, if Liverpool are struggling as a collective, you, you're going to struggle as well, I think. I exactly. Think it's difficult, isn't it? Like, yeah. I've always thought we need we need more pace in, in midfield. And like I said, in terms of closing down from the front, that's what we've always been good at. So when it like for example, Mane Salah Firmino, they were the best in the in the world at closing down from the front, getting the ball back within five to six seconds. That we were the best at that. And then if that didn't happen, we had Juan Alden, Henderson at the peak of his powers, like really energetic up and down. We were closing those spaces and it became like muscle memory. It wasn't like something we thought about. We knew exactly where we needed to be. Whereas now, when you've got like Oxley Chamberlain playing left, he's not going to close down in the same way that Amane is. Nunes is still learning to adapt to how we play. Obviously, Salah plays a little bit more inside as well. Now it seemed like Harvey was like kind of right wing with Trent yesterday and and Salah's trying to get closer to Nunes to, to give him a bit of confidence as well and to try and get him a, a few chances and it's just difficult because we're trying to figure out what the next step is for us because, like I said, we've changed from the midfield completely and we've obviously had to change players because Mane uh, has, has left. He was getting older, though. Had to ch- he changed position to a, a false nine. Firmino might be leaving, it looks like, just if you're looking on Twitter. Apparently, there's some rumours he might be leaving to like a... Um, I can't remember where the, the club is based, but like a um, like a Dubai club or something like that. I think uh, so. He might be he might be on the way out. So you just got to be able to evolve as well. Like, and I think maybe we haven't done the right deals at the right time where we can probably do that. And like you said, it's difficult when Man City can do it. And if it goes wrong, you get another one in. We've got to be we've got to be perfect. We've got to be exactly. absolutely perfect. And it's really difficult to keep doing that. Especially when you're changing, like Michael Edwards um, gone, Julian Ward's in, like people are leaving behind the scenes. So it's like it's all it's all a thing. Like the, the club's always been like a collective in terms of players and the staff recruitments. Everyone's in it together, and they're usually very very systematic in the way they do it and the way that they approach players, the way they approach games. So I feel like that just that factors into it all as well. But I just feel like we need. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's still four weeks left in the transfer window. If they want to, I mean, I think there was rumours about um, Nunes from <laughs> to, to get another Nunes from uh, Wolves for like 44 million, but apparently we can't get him in January or something. The the reports, yeah. So, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's difficult because it, I mean, you can say, "Oh, we get this player in, that'll solve it." It won't solve it because I feel like, like you said, we're going through like a. It's like a belief thing as well. It's a it's a mental thing. Like I, I think after their third goal. Like Robbo's like corralling everyone together in like a little huddle, and we're on these like telling everyone to like switch on and whatever else. And you don't you don't ever see that on the field from Liverpool. It's like a half time thing where you obviously don't see it. Um, if we're doing bad at half time, they get 
shouted at by Klopp, roared at. They sorted out themselves in a collective in the dressing room. You never really see it publicly on the field. So I think it's things like that 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 worries me a little bit. That we're seeing that a, a little bit, but it's just difficult because it's not it's not one fix like I mentioned. It's there's a lot of things that we need to need to solve. But I feel like if we do get I mean, Champions League would be fucking amazing, and there's still loads of time to go. Like, we can hopefully just start to put in a few better performances, maybe change the system a little bit. I don't know, because we've gone back to it. We changed it a little bit, remember, when we were going to, like, 4-2-3-1. We've now gone back to 4-3-3 and trying to make that our staple again, because it's always been it's always been our formation, like we said before, like when we've seen lineups and it's, like, 4-4-2, and, like, we're going, oh, it doesn't look right, it looks weird, uh, it doesn't look the Liverpool way because we're so so used to four three three but maybe a I don't know like last night for example you could have you could have put Ox right centre mid could have put Darwin left wing Salah up front half Yelly as a right winger. I don't know. It's just little things like that where obviously it's all good and well just me just fantasizing about how I could fix it just by looking at a piece of paper. But it's maybe little tiny things like that where we need to try and get the people in the correct positions like Nunes on the left would cause havoc getting Salah inside where he's most dangerous and then just having Elliot on the right and then you could have maybe played Naby Keita from the start on the right hand side of, the, of a midfield three which I think Aiden mentioned in the, the preview as he'd want him on the right and it, for his start on 11 so I don't know I'm just trying to fi- think of fixes without any transfers because I think transfers help I think Gakpo like I said in the past when we haven't made the tr- the transfers, and then we, we like last season, for example, we just kept going, and we we were amazing last year. But maybe this was the year where you like you need to bring in a couple just just to renew it, just to refresh it, bring players in who are brand yeah. new. They need to learn a system. There's a new face. There's a new energy. Just stuff like that where you need to refresh, just to give the lads a, a kick up the arse and know that they're not gonna. You're definitely not. You definitely don't know if you're gonna play the next game because there's another quality player there waiting, and. I just think it's a lot of things. Um, like Klopp mentioned after the game, like it's we we started the game well, but the the set pieces, the long balls they were playing, bypassing the midfield. So there's a lot of things that we need to work on, and I just feel like it's difficult to know where to start. Obviously, they they'll know better than us. And like I said, with the the th- them training like over the World Cup, like what 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 were the training what were they what were they doing exactly to try and fix this because we saw good signs and bad signs in the other games but we saw a lot of bad signs last night that crept in from the, the tail end of last season really we kept going behind but we kept coming back to win and we and that, i think that unfortunately affected like the champions league final as well because we just went we just weren't in the best form i mean we it could have been different on the night if chances went in not hitting the post and stuff but I don't know what do you, I mean in terms of the game. Let's go back to that a little bit because we seem we're just talking about generally what we want to do to fix the fucking what's going on. He made three changes at halftime. He brought off Van Dijk with what what looks like an injury, uh, which isn't good. Brought on Joe Mata, pushed Kanata over to the left, which I thought in terms of even a tactical switch, I thought it worked well because Kanata and Mata are both capable of running forward the ball, making stuff happen. Van Dijk um, prefers to pass it rather than run with it. I thought Robbo coming on for Simicast really helped, give him the captain's armband, let him run riot down the left. And Naby yeah. Keita, like I mentioned, like gets a lot of stick, rightly so, because he's just fucking just never available, and he's just like it's ridiculous that he's he's never been available for us. But he had the right idea last night where he was passing it into channels and waiting for one twos, trying to get it back. So, I mean, those changes helped, but 
I mean, even after we got the f- the first goal, we just kind of it just we just went back to the same again, didn't we? We were like, right, we've got one goal back, so we just keep possession, and then we might be able to get get another one. But it's the not doing the high tempo from the beginning that's killing us, and we keep saying this, don't we? Like an early start, quick goal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We just like we can never seem to like continuously get the first goal. I could see, oh, we always concede at some point, and it's just like it's, it's frustrating and it's proper frustrating. Yeah, and I think it's not only to get the quick first goal, it's more like to actually get on them straight away from the start because not giving them the chance to to play their game. Like if, if we just, you know, make sure that we are uh, up for it and 100% focused and, you know, runs them down and close them down, they, they won't be, you know, be able to play their game. And, you know, even if we don't score like in 10, 15 minutes, it still makes us, you know, believe that we get the an advantage of not making them play their game. And I think that's what we lacking as well, because before we have done that, now we let teams, you know, execute their game plan uh, plan against us. Uh, and we just looks like we're not in it. You know, we, we just, you know, when and they score and, you know, we, we just feel like we're deflated or whatever. Just, you know, there's no energy left and that's uh, a concern obviously we had this now in so many games where we can see the first goal and we have to chase and it's just frustrating um yeah and you know when we scored a 2-1 uh, and Oxley uh, put that in the goal I thought like okay come on let, hopefully this goal is actually give us an extra momentum and extra energy but we kind of like you said we went back to being frustrating again like in the first half and I was like come on like we we now we scored now we have to build on this momentum and actually go for it because rather go for it than obviously they can score on a counter attack again, but we can't just you know sit back and think that we're gonna give be given just one chance and score because we, we it seems like it's difficult for us to score as well. So with with Keita coming on, uh, I think you know, I thought that he was really good as well. I you know I wouldn't say I give him stick, but I don't really trust him because of you know the injury problems and that he's never available. But I thought he was really really good. Uh, but that also makes me come back to another like twenty minutes back in time <laughs> to to Harvey Elliott because. Uh, you mentioned, you know, that people are talking about is he, you know, good enough to play in this club team in that position that he plays in midfield and stuff. And I, and I would say yes, he's shown that before when we were really good. And he, when he came in, you know, everyone was like, oh, he's brilliant, you know. So it's easy to just forget and you know change your opinion because the team now is not as good as we were before. So I think he's good enough. It's just that it's still young, you know. And but like you said, if the whole team is struggling, he will struggle as well. One. Like he's not he's not Lionel Messi, so one one player won't just you know change things like that. But I think that he can play like Keita did as well, a little bit of one twos, you know, drive the ball forward. He's not the quickest, he's not the strongest, but he got you know I think he got the a good football mind and you know he got the qualities. But it needs to be a collective thing. He can't just point fingers at you know all individuals because it's more of a collective thing. Then I think with Van Dijk as well, you know, he said something about, you know, his frustration and, and disappointment from the World Cup. Now he would use it as a, like a petrol thing to, you know, kickstart this season, you know, again. But I thought, you know, even if he came off with a, a you know, a slight little injury or something, I don't think it was any serious stuff. I just, um, Klopp said something about he felt like a hamstring and they just want to make sure that it didn't get any worse and it was fine but I thought it was good that he came off because I thought he was 
you know, look lazy, not in it. And I, I, that's why I hate when, you know, players come out and say these kind of uh, quotes about, you know, oh, I should use, uh, you know, my disappointment in the World Cup to make sure Liverpool are back on track and blah, blah, blah. And then the first game, almost back, you feel like, for fuck's sake, I can't I can't see you putting any shift in at all. And so, you know, it's th- there's many players who, who's not up uh, at the same level that we used to. It's a collective problem and it's just the way it is at the moment. I think it, the best thing now when we actually, you know, gone through this game is to try to just forget it and move on. Uh, FA Cup can help us to give a little bit of self-confidence back with Gakpo playing, hopefully. And, you know, we can change a bit to maybe use some of the younger kids as well, like Van Doek and Bazetic, and let them play to actually give them a bit of a, you know, a rest for the other players and give them a boost. Uh, and then when Premier League is back, you know, try to just make sure that we... We have to just start to take points and especially three points if we want to play Champions League next season. Um, so it's a tough situation. It's a bad moment. But all we can do is just to keep on supporting the team. That's that's my, you know, that's how I look at it. Because like you said before as well, you can you can look in the, uh, at the Darwin Nunez situation with like he's, he's, he's not scoring. But you can also see that, that where he's in the position to score. So as soon as he actually come everything comes together and he starts to score maybe he can't stop and he's you know we score loads and loads so i'd rather look at it like yeah we're in a bad situation but i'm not going to sit here and scream a lot of shit towards Klopp or the team and you know criticism is you know uh fine when it's justified which is it now you have to be critical about things that's that's fine but uh you know when people start on twitter to you know go I saw some tweets where say you know uh, Klopp out and I hate Klopp and the players. Then just I just think you know there's then you're just a fucking idiot uh, because if there's if there's a moment when a football team need the supporters at the you know at, at their best, it is when it actually is the hardest moments you know for the team when they perform bad and and stuff like that. That's when that's why it's called supporters. To be honest, that's why you are a supporter because you support your team. And I know it's difficult to support in in bad times uh, compared to when it's good times because then you're just floating with it and you have fun and you forget about all the all the bad things because you just enjoy uh, the moment that that much. But, uh, you know, when it's bad times, that's when they need us the most as well. So we need to, you know, be together in it and actually make sure that, you know, they need to f- uh, work and focus on getting back on track. And the supporters just need to stand behind the manager and the team because there's no way that it's, you know, anyone with sense would say Klopp out because, you know, he's ha- having this first really bad season where things doesn't click. Someone mentioned a uh, season 2021, but that was the pandemic season. Everyone had a bad season. We had the... Uh, injuries on key players there was no fans in the stadium it's affected not only us so many clubs and I don't really count that a season where this is not the same this is uh, something else and I think you know just you know stand behind the team and Klopp and try to you know turn around together with them instead of you know trying to work against them because that's that doesn't help at all yeah I think staying off any social media when Liverpool don't win is the, is the best like I think I put up a tweet and generally um, sound people that I, I interact with, so they like agree. But like I said, you can you can criticize because it's like fucking. It's more than warranted if we go to Brentford and get B three one and and perform in the way that we did. It wasn't just get the, the defeat; it was the way we got beat. That was the most hurtful thing. So criticize till the fucking cows come on. But yeah, just people saying clap out a bit. It's a bit a, a bit of a step too far for me. Like it's a bit. It's just a bit mad, and it's just it's just people just trying to. Stare stuff up, really. I just don't really. If if I see that, I 
I just think instantly you're not a Liverpool fan because it's that's just I just that's just so alien to me to yeah. even say that if we're if we're doing this for another year or another year after that, then you're at the point where you're like, yeah, probably time for you to go, Jurgen. Like we've we've had, this has been going on for a while. We're getting steadily worse. Then if the times your times come, but he'll know that as well. If that if that's happening, he'll know that it's time to go. So yeah, let's just see if we can. Yeah, just fucking hell. Like, we need just little. I mean, I mentioned like the, there's Leicester and Villa games. There's like little steps in the right direction, like very, very little steps. Albeit like the performances wasn't great, but this one just like a like a fucking arrow to the heart, where you're like, actually, Liverpool, it isn't little steps. Like it was just maybe little fortunate steps where we've we've got lucky a little bit, and it looks we've papered over the cracks or whatever. Like the the saying goes. That we've made, we've, we've won when playing bad, but it wasn't. It hasn't been a case of like champions, like grinding up results. We just got lucky in the, in those games where the other team didn't score, and we got two OGs in the other one. So, um, yeah, frustrating. Like last night as well, there was no Doha on the bench. Unfortunately, I was I was looking on the bench actually, like just to see if he was on there, but he wasn't on the bench. Um, Calvin Ramsey, I don't know what's going on with him. He wasn't on the bench last night either. Curtis Jones was. He came on. Nice to see him as well. Um, but like bringing bring him on with like ten minutes to go, like you'd expect him wonders of a kid who's just been in and out, injured quite often. It's difficult to expect him to come in and do anything special. And I know there's a lot of Curtis Jones haters on social media as well. So, um, which I find baffling. Like I just don't understand. Like I said, supporters, like it's not. Social media has just turned it into like a you can just say whatever you want and like it doesn't care. Like you can be really horrible about players and you can say stuff and it's like it's fine because it's like you can you you, you they're they're circling themselves with like-minded people, so they're like saying oh like oh blah 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 Curtis Jones and then another person agrees with them and it's like oh yeah we can just discuss this like like Liverpool are shit all the players shit clock needs to go blah 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 it's like yeah. there's a lot of good things about Liverpool Football Club that's why we support them we're just going through a, a bad spell at the minute and I know it's horrible and no one wants no one wants to be getting beaten 3-1 by Brentford fuck me like but let's, let's, let's just discuss like Wolves then because we're getting on for 49 minutes here uh, and we could probably speak for another hour about <laughs> um Brentford and the way we are at the minute, but yeah, Wolves on Saturday. Obviously, we'll do a, a proper preview, like maybe Thursday or Friday um, before the game. But be nice to see. I mean, Ramsey, if he's even live anymore, I don't know where he is. Is he injured? What's going on? <laughs> uh, Doak as well. Um, be nice to see him. Curtis Jones came back, so be nice to see him play. Um, it also. Joe Gomez, Carvalho, Bacetic, Nat Phillips, Kelleher. There's like the bench last night. Like there's Gakpo, Gakpo, exactly. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of exciting um, talent that we can see on Saturday. Saturday night, I think it is eight o'clock kickoff at Anfield. So, yeah. Um, I mean, that's. I mean, like I said, just forget the Brentford game. Like we need need to sort the league out, but there's no league game now for for a while, I can't even remember when the next league game is, to be fair, I think it's like 12 days away Where, but we've got Wolves on Saturday, so that's the main one, but then, yeah, I've just checked, we've got Brighton on the 14th, so yeah, a while, a while away from now, like 11 days so, Wolves it is and, yeah, I mean, we just need to go there and just, like, yeah, if we can get through that, at home, just try and get over 
slightly the, the shit that was last night. And that's the only, that's, the, that's the only thing we can do. We just got to keep going. It's not we. It's not like we can just be like, oh fuck this. Like oh, we need this player, this player, this player, this player. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Like there's nothing we can do really. Like even except supporting. That's except, the thing. Like yeah, we, yeah, we, exactly. we can moan and cr- you'll give. You know. Cr- be critical and stuff against the team and uh, Klopp as well. You know, there's no one, you know, that is, you know, immune uh, for that. But it's still, you know, like I said, we, we can we can moan a bit, you know, get it out of a system and we can give critics and we can say our opinions and that's fine. But at, at the end of the day, just get it out of your system and then start to pull a team again. I think that's, that, you know, I think that's just the best way instead of just going in a little dark hole where you just think bad thoughts and you know everything is shit because you know to be honest yes we're having a bad season now and a bit and a bad period of you know football but we've been so blessed you know the last four or five seasons with what we've won and what we've done and what we've achieved and what we see in Liverpool and how they played and you know with all the players that we had and all the goals and all everything so we've been on a great great journey and we've been spoiled so as soon as it actually goes a little bit bad everything is you know the whole world is just you know, going down, uh, and and that's not the case. The, you know, football teams goes through bad spells. Some do it a little bit, you know, shorter. Some do it a little bit longer. But at the end of the day, our supporters, what we can do is just actually go to the next game, support the team, and help them to turn it around. Like I said, so I'm I'm kind of now looking forward to the Wolf game. Wolves game because it's not actually Premier League, it's the FA Cup and yes, uh, it would be nice to actually go th- and win that because you know, to lift the trophy, make sure you know, some success still is bring, you know is, is brought to the club and all that but I really look forward to it and hopefully the club actually used the young kids to play in that game because some of the older and more experienced, you know, stars, if you like, they may might just need a rest, we not, might just need these little fresh legs like Bandok and Gakpo obviously like you mentioned and by Setic and let them play and actually, sh- you know, let them show what they can do because if if they can do well in that kind of game, they can actually, you know, be on the bench in a Premier League game as well and be that little, you know, spark that we need in some games as well because they are young, they are they are hungry, they want to show, you know, and Klopp that they should play and you know be considered as a as someone who can actually come in and do a job and all that. So. I'm kind of looking forward to actually see the youngsters more now because of the shit show last night. So, so because you know, to just get out of the system and have something else to focus on. Yeah, I know that's the thing. Just need to just like compartmentalize, like the Premier League, like that was shit. Let's go to the FA Cup, different, different competition at home, Anfield. Um, loads of new, loads of players that we. Haven't seen loads of the Dokes, and then we get to see Gakpo for the first time. So there's a lot of positives, and then yeah, Brighton away from home, like I mentioned on the on the Brentford preview, like our away form. I think it was like seven games, eight points. So it's not, it's now it's now eight games, eight points. So it's even worse, and that's something that the away form needs to change. But I just feel like in general the the form in general needs to change and be a lot more structured and better. But I think we all anyone. Uh, that's listening right now. We all know that. We all know that it's it's uh, Liverpool's job to to sort that out, and it's our job to help them do that by still turning up at the ground. And um, even if you can't go to the ground, just supporting them in general, just being positive energy, and hopefully we can yeah make the best of what is a a fucking weird weird season, like beating City in the Community Shield and being very good, and then we Fulham game turns up and we were just like, what the fuck's going on? This isn't. 
this isn't Liverpool. Where's where's Liverpool gone? And you're like, that was obviously a sign of things to come. Unfortunately, like a, I mean, I hate the like tra- transitional season, but that's the the further into the season it's getting. That's that's kind of what it is. Like we need to just take it as what it is and just run with it and hopefully make the best of it. But um, yeah, I think that's we're getting on to an hour, so I think we we'll we'll leave it there just so. Um, <laughs> I think we've done like so like we've done an hour. So we've probably done half an hour each there of rants <laughs> each. So I feel better. I've got it off my chest. I hope people that are listening uh agree. If you don't, let us know. Uh go and follow us on Twitter, Copy Podcast, Instagram, Copy Podcast. Um, or just get over to our link tree, which is the Copy Podcast as well. You can get all our links in uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um we've got a Patreon, but um, we're going to start doing like got a few shows coming up in January a few big interviews so I might do the release the audio and maybe release the videos on there um, it's currently like set at like £3 which I know is like is I mean it's like the price of what, a coffee or something or a pint if you go to like a not not an upmarket pub like maybe like an old man boozy you get a pint of Carlin for three quid so I mean if you want to head over there and help us out with um doing that then yeah feel free we've i think we've got one patron on there so far but i haven't really i haven't really pushed that because i feel a bit embarrassed about like doing like patreon like asking people for money i just because i feel like we're just doing it so like we, we enjoy talking about liverpool hopefully people enjoy listening to us but if you if you wanted to be extra generous then yeah feel free um and yeah we'll give you a shout out on the on on the next show if you do uh but yeah christian nice one appreciate it thanks for Thanks for jumping on with me to, <laughs> to make me yeah. feel better. Therapy. Uh, I know. But yeah, before I go, do head over to jackdesign.uk forward slash shop to get your Liverpool stuff if you want to go and if you're into retail therapy and you want to make yourself feel better. We make ourselves feel better by talking about it. You might be one of them people that just likes to buy stuff. So get over to jackdesign.uk forward slash shop and enter the code COPI10. Get yourself 10% off. So if you want some new Liverpool gear, some new Liverpool t-shirts or whatever, um, even if you just want to buy them to throw darts at them, just to like just get to get a picture with like your, your least favorite player on, hang it up on your wall, just launch a few darts at it. If that's if that's if that's your way, if that's your way you want to do things, then I'm I'm not here to judge you. But if you want to get a discount on that t-shirt you want to throw darts at, just enter the code cop I said, get yourself ten percent off if you fancy doing that. I'm not condoning like throwing darts at Jack's like boss artwork, by the way, and t-shirts. I just thought like if you're into it, then yeah, crack on. Um. But yeah, Christian, nice one. We'll leave it there. Uh, appreciate the sport as always. Fortunately, the Reds didn't do it. They didn't win against Brentford, but Wolves coming up, Brighton coming up, Chelsea coming up. Big games, a lot of games left. So we just need to fucking roll with it and hopefully we can turn up and and, and yeah, put in some good performances and hopefully get maybe, you never know, a new player in the window, another new player to join Gakpo. Well, but, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, nice one, Christian. Um, yeah, we'll see it all very soon. Podcast Network.